In Parshas Pikudei, at the end of the book of Shemos, the end of the book of Exodus, it's concluding the story of the building of the tabernacle. And the verse says, It was in the first month of the second year after the Jews left Egypt, on the first of the month, meaning Rosh Chodesh, Nisan, Hamishkan, the Mishkan was put up, the tabernacle was erected. So the Medrash says, Rashi brings it down. Why does it use the term hukam ha-mishkan? The mishkan, the tabernacle, was erected in the passive rather than active. It implies that it happened on its own. Why? So he explains because all of the Jewish people weren't able to lift it because of the heaviness of the beams. Even Moshe couldn't put it up. God said to him, you get involved with your hands, show that you're trying to put it up, and it will stand on its own. And I will write about you as if you were the one that put it up, as the verse says, it was in the first month, in the second year, in the first of the month, Hukam HaMishkan, the Mishkan was erected, who caused it to rise? Moshe, as it says, Vayakam Moshe, Samishkan, Moshe erected the Mishkan. Rebbe asked the question later in the Medrash, and Rashi quotes it as well. It says that all seven days of the consecration of the tabernacle, which started on the 23rd of Adar, Moshe would every day put the Mishkan up and take it down again. If nobody was able to put it up, how was Moshe able to lift it and, and, and take it apart? All of those seven days, how does that fit with what Rashi says here, that nobody was able to put it up? Now, why did Moshe put it up on uh, all, all seven days? So there's an argument between Rashi and the Ramban. Ramban Nachmanides argues that this was also part of the instruction that Moshe was given. On the, first, on, on the final day, on the eighth day of the Miluim, of the consecration, it was meant to be erected to last, to stay. But the other seven days were also part of the instruction, whereas Rashi seems to imply that this was Moshe's own decision to put it up earlier each day in order to prepare to consecrate the, the tabernacle as Aaron and his sons were supposed to be consecrated. But either way, it still doesn't seem to answer the question. If Moshe was, wasn't able to put it up on the eighth day, why was he able to put it up the other seven? So Rebbe explains as follows, the advantage on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, on the eighth day of the consecration, is that then it says, Hashem, that the glory of God filled the tabernacle. In other words, that's the first time that the Divine Presence actually dwelled there as opposed to the other seven days, that it didn't because it was just part of the preparation. Even though it says, make for me a tabernacle, I will dwell within within them, that, uh, that within the Jewish people as a result of having a tabernacle. Nonetheless, the seven days prior were just preparation. They weren't the idea of putting up the Mishkan, of putting up the tabernacle permanently itself. What was this advantage? Um, that, that the eighth day is when it was finally put up properly. So the Rebbe says, A, we know that there are many great buildings, many big buildings that were previously built, right? And yet people were able to put them up. So what does it mean that nobody was able to put it up and even Moshe himself wasn't able to put it up? The implication is that nobody was able to put it up on in, on their own. Shum Adam, no person could do it on their own. Now, 
all seven days, they didn't necessarily have to do it on their own. So it could be that the other seven days, Moshe put it up and the other people helped him. It was only on the eighth day when Moshe was trying to put it up on his own that he wasn't able to do it on his own um, until he was in, in, until God told him that he would help him do so. Um, and that, in fact, is the instruction that he was given. Vahaki Maisa Esamishkan, you should put up the tabernacle, kasher ha'are'isa, as you were shown. In other words, the implication is that he was being instructed to do it individually on his own um, without anybody else helping. And that's what nobody was able to do until God provided the uh, the assistance. Now, what is the yena shel What is the, the message that this Rashi is teaching us? Says the Rebbe, we know there's, there's a, two types of ways in which things can be accomplished, an awakening from above or an awakening from below. And each one has an advantage. The advantage of the awakening from above is that when God does something, obviously it's a much greater light that's being drawn down. But the advantage in the awakening from below, meaning when we do something through our own work, is that obviously then it affects us in a much deeper, more personal way because we've achieved it through our own labor. And that's the difference between putting up the tabernacle during the seven days of the consecration and putting it up on the eighth day. The seven days of the consecration, there was no specific instruction. Moshe learned that he should do it. He wanted to work on it. And therefore, the focus was on something that's being done by human beings, by human endeavor. But it still didn't make it into a tabernacle. In other words, it didn't cause the divine presence to dwell. It was only on the eighth day when it came from above, that's when the, the divine presence actually dwelled within it. According to this, says the Rebbe, it makes sense that, that, that on the eighth day, nobody was able to put it up. It needed God's help. The other seven days, Moshe either with people's help or without people's help, was able to do it because the emphasis was on the Avedas Hamata, on the work of the person. And therefore, the emphasis was on what he would be able to do on his own. On the eighth day, the emphasis was on the Asuli Mikdash V'Shachanti V'Seicham, the Divine Presence dwelling within it. That's something that could only be done by divine, by divine help, with, with the help of above. Now, obviously, before he could get to having God help him on the eighth day, first, there were all kinds of steps. The people had to donate. They had to bring it to Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe, as the leader, as the intermediary between God and the Jewish people, was the one who was able to gather all of that together and make of it a, a tabernacle. And he was the one who was able to bring it about. All, ultimately, v'shachanti v'seicham, to make a place where, where which was ready for the Divine Presence to dwell. But the actual Divine Presence dwelling, that happened on its own, that happens by an awakening from above. According to this, says the Rebbe, you see this also in the third Beis Hamikdash, in the in the uh, in the third temple that will be built when Mashiach comes. That there's different opinions. Rambam says that the main focus is of the of the of the tabernacle was the work that would be done within it, the Karbanis, a house to be ready to to build. To bring carbonists, to bring offerings. And therefore, he emphasizes the work of the person. So he says that the third Bet Amikdash, the third temple, will be built by Mashiach. Rashi, on the other hand, and the Medrash, emphasize the divine presence that's contained within the tabernacle, within the Beit Amikdash, within the temple. And therefore, they 
go with the opinion that the third base Amigdash, the third temple, will come down from the heavens already built. It won't require work from below because the main focus is the divine presence that will dwell within it, as they say over here. However, says the Rebbe, ultimately, even according to the Medrash and Rashi, there's also a benefit to work being done from below. And that's why there had to, even though the, 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 Divine presence was something that was achieved from above on its own, but it had to still need the preparation of all of the Jewish people who were involved in uh, in donating to it and in building to it. They all had to work, they all had to bring it, but they brought it to Moshe, and ultimately Moshe was the one who brought the divine presence down from above. He says there's an important lesson here. On the one hand, we all have to do everything we can on our own and to recognize that even if God is going to cause it to, 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 to happen without us, it, that's only going to happen after we've done all of our parts. We've worked hard and done everything that we're able to do and then brought it to Moshe, to the leader, to the, the, the Moshe Rabbeinu of our generation. They are the ones who are able to enable us to erect within our souls a, 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 a mishkan, a tabernacle, each and every one of us within our souls. But on the other hand, when we're told that we have a shlichus, we have a mission to fulfill, to go out and deal with Jews and erect within them a tabernacle, to bring godliness into their souls, we might think to ourselves, how could I possibly achieve that? I know that I don't have the ability to accomplish that. I, don't, I know that I don't have the ability. Maybe I should just sit and work on bettering myself, and then I'll be able to achieve this great mission. That's the lesson from building of the tabernacle. If we do everything that we're supposed to do on our own, and we bring it to the Moshe in our soul, and to the Moshe, to the leader of the generation, then he will act Actually achieve that it will be accomplished from above, that it'll be that the, the divine presence will actually dwell in that which we worked on, in that which we which which we uh, which uh, the work of our hands, and that ultimately spreading the wellsprings to the outside will bring Kaasimar, will bring the coming of Mashiach Zitkenu speedily in our days.